This week on Low Earth Orbit, we review the movie Her. Mr. Theodore Twombly, welcome to the world's first artificially intelligent operating system. We'd like to ask you a few questions. Okay. Are you social or antisocial? I guess I haven't been social in a while. How would you describe your relationship with your mother? Thank you. Please wait as your operating system is initiated. Hello, I'm here. Hi. Hi, I'm Samantha. Good morning, Theodore. Good morning. You have a meeting in five minutes. You want to try getting out of bed? <laughs> You're too funny. Okay, good, I'm funny. I want to learn everything about everything. I love the way you look at the world. How long before you're ready to date? What do you mean? I saw in your emails that you'd gone through a breakup. Well, you're kind of nosy. So what was it like being married? There's something that feels so good about sharing your life with somebody. How do you share your life with somebody? How are you? I guess I've just been having fun. You really deserve that. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been with somebody that I felt totally at ease with. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. This is episode 26. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Steve Arman. And this week we're reviewing Her. This is a new movie from Spike Jones. He previously directed Being John Malkovich, Adaptation, and Where the Wild Things Are. And the movie stars Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams, Scarlett Johansson, Rooney Mara, and uh, Olivia Wilde is actually in there as a, a supporting role as well. The story is that Joaquin Phoenix's character is going through a divorce. He's living in near future LA and a new product comes on the market, which is basically an advanced operating system with personality traits and kind of an advanced AI. And he develops a relationship with it. So Justin, what did you think? I really liked it. Uh, we watched the trailer back in our very first episode. It's true. Yeah, which I, I forgot to mention that. I recently reheard a little snippet of. And yeah, so we've been, you know, looking forward to this for a while. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was well done. I thought that both Joaquin Phoenix and Scott Johansson did great jobs, even though, you know, she never actually appears on screen. She's mm-hmm. you know, in voice only. But I just feel like it was it was well done. And I feel like, you know, my few fears about how they would tackle the movie turned out not to be true. And so I just, I think it was good. So I, thought, I think it was really well done and I would encourage people to go see it. By the way, real quick, did you, what do you think of other Spike Jones movies? Have you seen the other ones? You know, I haven't seen a lot. The only other one that I think that I've seen is Adaptation. And I, I did like it overall. I had some quibbles. I mostly didn't like the way that it ended. But overall, I thought it was a cool movie too. So Okay. Steve, what did you think of the previous Spike Jones movies? I thought being John Malkovich was okay. I really, really, really like Adaptation. Uh, I have not seen Where the Wild Things Are. Okay. So what did you think of her? Uh, well, I mean, you sort of know, you know, my my opinion on movies that look like they were shot. or look like Sufficient shot, Instagram. And then have Instagram <laughs> filter applied to them, which, you know, this had. So there's already, you know, bonus points for that. I started out being kind of annoyed with their sort of portrayal of the future, particularly the earpieces. They look like something that, like, they took, like, you know, the, you know, or her earpiece from the original series of Star Trek. And then they, like, it's kind of like, they did, like the next generation treatment for it, you know, so it's, like, whiter, but not quite, like, kind of an weird off-white creamy color. It's smaller, but still bigger than you think they'd have in the future and not ergonomic at all. And that's, like, the future technology. And I'm like, really, like, our earbuds today are more ergonomic than this thing is. So I was sort of automatic, like, already a little bit annoyed with, by that. And then there's, like, this line, like, 
in the first 10 minutes of the movie where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, this this new you know operating system was, you know, it has the personality of millions of programmers. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was annoying. Millions of programmers. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what company employs millions of people and they are all programming? <laughs> like, whoever wrote this has never developed software. And has <laughs> no. So I. And I had some, so there's some like, technological By the way, I love annoyances. The idea, I love the idea that you take millions of programmers and you just still down and get Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm, maybe. But it, as the, after I kind of got past that and accepted that, I really enjoyed it a lot. You know, it started, first started out kind of more as a, you know, it's more of like a sort of a love story initially. But then later on, I think it sort of raises above that and actually like poses some really good hard science fiction questions. There's a lot of things I wanted to talk about we can't really say until after the spoiler break. Yeah. But I really like that it not only is sort of this surprisingly compelling love story, given that you only see one half of the uh, the yeah. equation. No Scarlett Joe. But Hanson. then, yeah. Scar Joe. Scar Joe. That's, yeah. that's, that, that was the, that's the, back. <laughs> the hip abbreviation that you're looking for. But like, it was probably like the best hard sci-fi I've seen in a long time, you know, in terms of like actually like, you know, posing hard questions and then but using them in some ways to reflect upon like reality like today you know our society today you know where like certain certain kinds of relationships you know are frowned upon particularly in many other parts of the world you know are outright like considered wrong or illegal and but it's it's kind of hard to like remember that when you're somewhere you know where it's you know very liberal and very accepted you know much more accepted these days you know and then you take a situation like this where it's an AI and a person it's just really like awkward thing for him to sort of admit out loud and the progression of making that acceptable socially uh is I think actually sort of a great window into you know same-sex relationships to, you know today you know in a way that it's sort of hard to step back and imagine mm-hmm. hmm. that's um, interesting I didn't uh I didn't pick up on that particular like vibe is like an undercurrent message that, maybe, that's a really cool perspective on it though I hadn't considered I mean, maybe that, it wasn't deliberate I don't know sure. but the whole concept that like the fact that even having this relationship at all is maybe I mean, on some sort level, of, it kind of is, right? About like, oh, he kind of has like a relationship with his computer. That's kind of odd, right? But the idea that that might be like a window into today's concepts of like what relationships are and aren't acceptable, I, I hadn't considered that. The, going back to your hard sci-fi thing, the thing I really liked about it is that it manages to both be hard sci-fi in the sense that it poses like some actually like really interesting questions that I think I'm going to be thinking about for a while. About like, well, what happens if your phone really has like a personality that like, and you. It becomes maybe not necessarily like a relationship relationship, but like a friend. Like, how weird would that be, right? Like, but also that it does it with likable characters. Because usually you have to get one or the other, mm. right? You get likable characters or you get hard sci-fi with interesting questions. And I feel like this actually manages to kind of do both. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So uh, overall, I, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. And I had tons more thoughts, which we're going to have to yeah, wait yeah, a little bit. I think we probably all do. Uh, so I, I have only seen, of the previous movies he did, I've only seen being John Malkovich and I liked it a lot. Yeah, you know, it's, it's something I'm sort of mentally go back and revisit from time to time. It made an impression on me. Uh, I was kind of, I was really surprised with this movie. I, I, it's, it's interesting. It's one of these movies, which is hard to kind of get a handle on exactly how I feel about it. There's definitely mo- moments of, of brilliance, you know, some really great ideas, like in terms of the sci-fi stuff, some really great, like, relationship stuff and I mean, neither of you have mentioned but I, I was really blown away by the acting in a lot of cases like amy adams in particular so we just saw her in american hustle she was a different person i almost didn't recognize her oh, yeah. yeah which she, I, she's so good at everything she yeah. does. she's so i think 
underrated as an actress like i mean she's she's in a lot of things and she's always amazing and i think she doesn't give as many kudos as she really deserves yeah it's i mean i was thinking so american hustle this she was in the muppets movie again a totally different person and just from every perspective you know visually like her mannerisms her voice everything although i have to say we're on the topic of her character so she seems to make flash games in the future Oh my god, I love which, the game which, she was look, working on. I kind of want to play it. <laughs> we shouldn't give it away, because I think they're... It, it's really great. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Be surprised. It, it looks yeah. exactly like a Flash game it you does. see today. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to I talk about that in a second. So it, it's, it's really interesting. Like, there were definitely moments where I was I was thinking, like, this might be one of the best movies of the year. And, and there were other moments, where, you know, kind of later in, in the movie, I was kind of like, wow, this is... It seems like it's a little too long. There was kind of a lull in the middle. It wasn't hitting me with the same impact that it was earlier in the movie. It's it's a little over two hours, like two and two and a half hours, two twenty, something like that. So it it's I kind of it's weird because I don't really know where my my feelings settled on it. I'm really glad I saw it. I think it's great. the The thing I was trying to replay in my mind is overall, is it is it a really good movie or is it a phenomenal movie? And it's weird because I I just can't decide because I there are these moments that were amazing when he's when he's particularly the the interactions with like his ex-wife or the interactions with uh, you know the operating system it was so genuine and it was so real it didn't feel like movie it felt like this is that guy and cinematography was gorgeous and also another interesting thing just talking about him and his interactions with with the ai yeah is that originally the ai in fact during all the filming was voiced by a different actress wow that's interesting by samantha morton who was from a minority report she was the the um the basically the, 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 third, the female uh, yeah the the minority yes <laughs> she was one of the minority part yeah yeah and then they brought in Scott Johansson to re-record all that wow no, but he wasn't acting across from her the no whole time. Wow. At all, no wow. the whole time he was actually across from from Samantha Morton who they had like in a room in another like you know far away like then she she'd appear like over the or appear he'd hear her over the loudspeakers sure um, so he really is talking to like a disembodied voice. Yeah, yeah. But then they swap out completely, and it, it feels. I mean, they they have such. I never would have guessed. Wow. I never would have guessed. Yeah. I would never have guessed. That's yeah. Amazing. So there, I mean, there's there's so many. You know, having literally just thought about it as I'm talking about it now, I, I I think I'd have to say that this is one of my favorite movies of the year. It there's so many elements like the acting, the soundtrack, the cinematography, the the story is was surprising. I have some thoughts on the ending. This, the hard sci-fi stuff for sure and the fact that it, again yeah likable characters that's a great point i hadn't really thought about it in those terms but it's a human story but also with with the sci-fi parts and it wasn't it wasn't like cheesy like hollywood sci-fi you know where it's like well yeah you know some stuff happens and then there, there's a little bit of that just to make the story work but it was it, it's i think the thing that you justin you said is that it's something i'm going to be thinking about kind of continually over you know having different experiences and just going back over the movie in my head from that perspective, I, I think it is it is something very unique, if nothing else, and something I really enjoyed watching. It, it's it's just such a puzzling movie because I, I wish I wish it was just a little bit shorter, so it didn't have that sort of lull in 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 between the second and third act. Um, yeah, it did almost feel like the movie could have ended after the second act. Like, yeah, I, I thought I, I I couldn't. I was like watching, like, well, I guess maybe this could be the end. I, 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 mm. I kind of convinced myself maybe this could work as the ending, and they kept going, and then yeah, it, and I was glad it did. I think the third act really brings a lot, but yeah, it does, it does have a sort of really odd moment there where you're not really sure if the movie was end or not. After the spoilers, I guess I'd be curious to hear specifically what scene you think would have been the ending. Okay, okay. If you think it's spoilers, yeah. I don't know. And th- there were also some some actually legitimately funny moments that were sprinkled in here and there, mm-hmm. involving the some of the stuff we want to talk about with the games. Oh, yeah, th- those little those little elements I really liked because it was something that you don't necessarily expect going in. 
but it kind of adds something to the overall experience. It's a more complete picture, and mm-hmm. it's a more. I think even the futuristic LA actually adds something. I mean, it's a very yeah. minor thing, but like LA is so much better in the future. Like I, <laughs> I hate LA. I mean, I love all of our LA listeners. <laughs> is like it's so close to the bottom of my list of cities i've ever visited in my life and every time i go back there i hate it even more you know and and like this is hard so hard to get around the traffic's always unbelievably horrendous it's always like you know the air is always gross and like you know i, I mean i'm sure there's great things about it i just never seem to encounter them when i'm there <laughs> well la is huge so yeah. i mean the other thing is you mean apparently it's huge but also I, yeah. I, I i hate driving and i hate being in cars and you spend lots of time doing that to get anywhere in la and in the in the future la it's like it looks like sort of Manhattan, but just you know, sort of you know, set in LA. Yeah. And and those can, wide shots are train. amazing. Yeah, I know. And he can take the trains everywhere. He's never there's, there's like you know, he's like never on a car. Yeah. yeah, I know. So what is this so device awesome. he's getting in? And it takes him places. <laughs> I feel. I think that actually there's only one automobile in the entire movie. No, I, well, in the in the in the in the background of a lot of shots. Because I was watching to try to see like you oh, know, really? there, there's like a lot, you, see, you see like city buses a lot and other mm-hmm. other traffic in the backgrounds of a lot of shots. Like particularly when he meets his ex wife. Like that okay. senior, there's there's like the park area and stuff, and mm. then you'll see there, there's a whole like long sequence where there's this uh, you know a bunch of traffic going on in the background. Oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Which is modern day traffic. Sure. But, yeah. but the, by the way, there was some other real you know without going into spoiler stuff, there were other little sort of not not quite B plot things, but other little elements added around the periphery that I thought was really cool, like his job. Like all the all the stuff that happens at his job, that. yeah. I want to talk about his job. Um, and then the other funny thing, that, which I I don't know, they never really mentioned it. You guys haven't mentioned it, but it seems like the futuristic fashion is to have really high like, oh. hitch pants. Oh. It seems <laughs> it the most bizarre. The, the thing. impression I got is the hipsters win. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> is that like that style of fashion just becomes like the default, like I the w- norm. I wonder if that's like what Spike like, Jones high, wears. High waisted pants. There were some seriously high waisted pants. There were some seriously. Uh, like, I thought it was yeah. just him, and then the other no, people, no, the no. other guy, his like up to here, like grandpa pants, like up to his armpits. I think that's an interesting choice, though, because it's something that is not all the way down into Elysium territory where it's like literally wearing like 2013 clothes. But it's it's still different than what we have now. Yeah, but I feel like I mean, I looked at his shoes. I mean, I, I was I was actually looking for shoes yesterday and I, I'm you certain saw exact shoes. I saw the exact same <laughs> pair of shoes yesterday. They're, it's they're like, a very popular classic <laughs> brand. <laughs> So it's like the everyone everyone wears the, the same hipster shoes that everyone wears today. That did not change at all. All they did was like and the same shirts, you know, the same plaid shirts. Yeah. All they do was make the hike the pants a little bit higher and get rid of the belts. <laughs> See, like really, they're, they're like all, everything else changes in the future except for the pants. Sure. Well, they're all I mean, going for this retro early two thousands look. You know, <laughs> it's like gone out of fashion and now it's come back. You know, they're all shopping at the twenty fifty Goodwill. They have all of our old hipster clothes there. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think I would say, I, I don't know if you necessarily go, need to go see it in the, in the theater, but I would say there's a lot of interesting ideas and it's a really, really well-made movie and the acting is fantastic. So I would wholeheartedly recommend seeing it at some point. Would you? I feel strongly enough. I'd say go see it in theaters. Okay. Yeah. I would say, I mean, it's worth seeing in theaters, but if you don't see it, I mean, you don't absolutely have spectacle to. Element, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, watch on iTunes or, or Netflix or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I, you, I, you should see it absolutely one way or another. Yeah, 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 totally. All right, so I guess we're we're recommending the movie. It's uh, Her is going to go into wide release on January 10th. So go check it out. And we're going to talk about some spoiler stuff, uh, some of the things in the story that we, we don't want to ruin the movie for you. So before we do that, you can email us if you have any feedback at feedback at lowearthorbit.fm. We're on Twitter at lowearthshow. And if you want to go to the website, you can see that we have notes for all the shows that we do in case you want to look into more of something that we talked about. And I think we're on those spoilers. 
Okay, so we got some spoiler stuff to talk about. Justin? I want to talk about his job. So I, I know it's like one of the first things you see in the movie, but I think it's actually kind of cool that you don't know what it is before the movie yeah, starts. I, I, so I, I, I think agree. it belongs in spoilers. And what is it? It's like handwritten... Beautifulhandwrittenletters.com. <laughs> Which I, we need to visit that website. Oh, I just yeah, I hope that exists. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd be curious to know, like, other than the fact... Well, no, not other anything. So what do you think the, the job says? I, maybe we should explain what the job is in case somebody doesn't want to see the movie but is listening to the review. So his job... He basically writes letters for other people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's my 50th wedding anniversary, but I can't be bothered apparently to write this beautiful letter to my wife. So I'm just going to hire beautifulhandwrittenletters.com and they'll write it for me. And like, you know, he builds relationships over time. Like he's written, like he talks about one client and he's written letters, quote unquote, from this guy's parents to him for like 12 years, Which I think is a, years. I think like, that's a really interesting story choice as opposed to just saying he's, because the, the lazy way to do it would have been said, oh yeah, do one off. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, did, you know, but the, oh, I've been doing it for eight years. I mean, yeah. that's a different thing because you, he's then, one, you think, well, that's weird. Right. <laughs> you know, but it also changes the, the nature of his job. Right. So well, I guess well, what, I think if, well, go ahead. Oh, so the question I just wanted to pose is that like, given that that's his job, like, I wonder, what do you think like the writer is trying to like, convey about because i think you're trying to convey something about the character right like what do you guys think they're trying to convey about walking phoenix's character by giving him this job well i think one interesting the parallel that, struck, that immediately struck me about it is i mean he's sort of inserting himself in this relationship he knows all these details about these people you know this let this you know he he comments on someone's tooth based on this photograph that it was was sent you know in this letter a long time ago and he brings it up again you know as a sort of personal you know touch and he's basically like sort of this sort of anonymous third entity in these people's relationships you know and these very private relationships and then later in the movie that you know like the you know which is Professor a separate Hedison, yeah well we're in spoilers so <laughs> no no i'm just saying yeah yeah then she wants to actually like have this relationship with him so she hires this service which is brings in this lady who doesn't say anything herself but just you know at, you know it provides the body of you know for her you know for the yeah. guy he can't handle that and it's it struck me as that you know that was that is him and he's couldn't recognize that or be comfortable with it. It's a cool uh, parallel. I don't I know. pick up on that. So I, I agree with you. I think that actually is. I think that's deliberately written that way. I think. I, mean, I, did, pick, been, I did pick up that when watching it, but I think that's a smart observation. I mean, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, so I need to digest that more. But I mean, the difference there is that he knew everybody involved knew what was going on, and I think the implication with the greeting cards or the letters mm-hmm. is that the third party doesn't know that he's involved. They don't say that, but they. Do. I think they imply, yeah, that the third party doesn't know that it's not. Yeah, this other person writing to them because the thing also not handwritten. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was, I had one like there was, was nerd alert. I had like one one moment in the movie where it, like it's it's like dictating the letter and it gets like it starts new paragraphs with the correct spots and stuff. I'm like, how does it do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm willing to believe everything else in the movie, but not that it can correctly do line breaks and dictation software. <laughs> the, the, the UI for the app, the, the app that he uses, the drop shadows, or just. So like, just, just 120 no. degrees. <laughs> they were 120 degrees and they were like 20 pixels. <laughs> like gigantic. Offset. The future is gigantic 120 degree pop shadows. <laughs> Steve's that's the dystopian future for Steve. <laughs> uh I don't know. It's, so it's interesting. I don't know. So I, I had basically been thinking even in terms of he's able to have access to the feelings that you would typically have in a relationship without I thought it was more similar to what Catherine the ex-wife was saying, which is that you can have the relationship without the trouble or whatever. And it was, mm. it's sort of like you get, you get all the, the safe good parts without sort of the, the friction of not necessarily being the best person for the other one or not doing everything right. 
I, maybe all three are related, but I mean, to me, that that has much tighter connectivity, being that he can do just the good sort of like the honeymoon parts, and he doesn't have to know about all the periphery of all the other bad things going on. The to me, the thing with the surrogate, which is a really interesting idea, like sci-fi idea, that didn't feel like it had the same idea behind it to me. But it's purely subjective, you know. And, I, and maybe maybe that was the intention of the writer. But to me, that was a wholly different thing. The thing I was thinking about with that is like, oh, yeah, of course you would have, you know, if this was a real scenario, it's one of these things where they follow the idea fully, fully through, you know, like why the last man? It's like, well, what would happen if everybody was mm-hmm. female? It's like, well, what would happen if, you, if, if everybody was in relationships with their operating system? You know, oh, yeah, of course you would want to, there would be market for people who are doing surrogate bodies. And the thing everybody's wondering is like, well, why would she do that? You know, because the first question he has is, well, like, is there some, this is like a call girl, you know? And she says, no, 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 there's no money involved. And the, the character even says, you know, no, I just want to be part of this perfect thing, which I thought was a really interesting idea. And I don't know, I, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in terms of the relationship to the greeting card part. So I have to take that I, in I, more. I, I didn't think that it was exclusively the reason they had the whole greeting card thing there. I think I, think, I, I agree that it's also largely a commentary on you know, his, you know, his access to his emotions and, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. I just thought it was it seemed like a deliberate irony inserted into the film that he, that this same role he couldn't deal with someone else fulfilling i wonder part of it is too that if in the absence of that job in the absence specifically of his work you would sort of be left to think that well he just wasn't an emotional person and that's why she divorced him but if you if you take the evidence at face value you say well no he actually has these things going on inside of him but for some reason he just couldn't connect with his ex-wife in that way i, I feel like the character would come off as more cold you know, without without that element, without without the the job, without you, you know, have the evidence of him writing these letters mm-hmm. and having the book published and sure. having the publisher being like demonstrates to the audience that yeah. he is capable of having these emotions. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it didn't work out with his wife. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there is an interesting parallel between you know the fact that his day job is to cook up these emotions for other people, and that this relationship with his wife didn't work out. But this relationship with his operating system does work out mostly. Yeah, for him, but maybe because. He can choose to switch off. You know what I mean? Like he can take, mm-hmm. the, ear, he can take the earpiece out, or like he can't. You know, and there's not the messiness of like having to put up with like another real human being who has their own faults and their own needs and their own. Whatever, yeah, although she's, know, like, she she was so messy herself. I mean, I should call him the middle of the night and all the stuff that like I, I, yeah. I felt like in some ways she she did have all that. You know, yeah, but I think that he wanted that. I think that he actually. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think that that's part of. I think it's part of the relationship that he that he liked. I think that. Until the end, he was getting all the parts of the relationship that he liked out of dealing with Samantha, but didn't have to put up all the parts that he didn't like. And then the more and more sort of like intelligent that she got, essentially, the more and more she, be- the more and more like re- like a real human she became, the more the relationship fell apart. You know, which I think was, I think part of the part of the message. Right? Yeah. Although I, I think part of the things I got out of the movie and things I liked the best was that you know, at first it seemed like they were just trying to, you know, the goal of the, you know, of, of Samantha was just to be you know, as human as possible, right? You know, and oh, so suddenly we have basically this artificial human in this box. And that was fine. And you got to, what, what was it like to basically have this fake human in relationship with them? And, you know, they don't have a body. What it's explore what that means and what, the, you know, the pros and cons of that. And how that was all great. But the thing that I thought was really brilliant about the movie was that they took it beyond that, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know, you guys have ever heard of like um, the, you know, there's like this famous paper in computer science called Beyond Being There. You ever heard mm-hmm. of it? I don't think so. It was written like the early 90s and like something like from Bell Labs, I think, or something like that. Anyway, and the idea was like they were trying to, they were trying to like, you know, make um, like a chat software, communication software 
And they were trying to get closer and closer to this ideal. And everyone in the industry was trying to get closer to this ideal of like, is it just like being there with someone, you know, you know, more real time, more like visual feedback, all these things. And then these people at Bell Labs had this realization that, well, we're never going to, I mean, at least not anytime soon, we're not going to get to completely reproduce the fidelity of actually being there. But what if, but there's actually a lot of things we can do better than being there. Like we can do things like, you know, you can have communication that is like time delayed. You know, and you can just keep track of your transcript and pick up where you left off. And no one doesn't have to be there all in sync all the time. Or people can be truly anonymous. Or you can have one-to-many conversations or you know, many-to-one, many-to-many. Or, you know, all these things that now basically, you know, we can take for granted in, in the medium like, twi- like Twitter and stuff, which is these crazy one-to-many sort of formats. It was like a really revolutionary idea at the time that, well, maybe our ideal shouldn't be just to reproduce, you know, the ability to be there with someone else. Maybe we can do better than that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was a really cool thing with this movie, you know, with this movie was where, you know, Samantha at first seemed like she was just trying to be more and more human. And then in the in the last act, she goes beyond that. Like, well, I can I'm a computer. I can have multiple relationships at once. I can have hundred I can have in many conversations at once. I can be loved with many people at once. And I don't have to be confined to being a human. And let's explore what that means. Yeah. You know, and I really like that they did that. Like, I, I, I kinda like the bend where it like went from just being like a quirky romance concept to being like like more like a real hard sci-fi like oh let's actually like take this to its logical conclusion like you said scott and see you know what we could do if if she wasn't just trying to be like a human she could actually like you know realize her computer potential i thought that was really really cool i like that a lot yeah no that was great and what i mentioned earlier you know one of my fears about the movie when we saw the trailer was that they're going to try and explain too much and I feel like that's one of the like problems that a yeah. lot of these kind of sci-fi movies fall into is that they feel the need to be like, well, we invented the whiz-bang neuron chip <laughs> and it's got a million programmers. <laughs> right? But like they try, they just they like for whatever reason, like writers sometimes feel the need to like justify their sci-fi decisions too much. And it's like, you know, just like, just let it go. Like just, just set up the premise for us and just trust that we are intelligent enough to sort of just believe that whatever your prem- whatever the premise is, is capable of happening in the universe you've built for us. And this movie does that, which I think is great. They make basically no attempt to explain how the future has gotten to the point where it is. They just pick up the story and just start doing it. However, at the end, the thing where, the, where they sort of, where, where they should have just you know, stuck with it mm-hmm. and powered on. Yeah. But it then tried to explain something and it had a hard time with it was when like the AIs upgraded their own software to be i heard they've heard the oh, exact term silly. to be like to be to transcend matter or something like that yeah that was silly it's like wait wait <laughs> I, mean, never, I mean i mean what does that even mean i mean yeah. physics still like, i mean there's they've made a whole point earlier in the movie about being like well we're all we're all part you know made from matter we're all 13 billion years old we're all part of the same reality like wait you transcended physics <laughs> <laughs> that's what hollywood does <laughs> they transcend physics with their horrible scripts no <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That was that was that was a moment of silliness in the in the sci-fi jargon. So, so the one am I cutting you off there? No, no. Okay. So one of the things I really liked was the whole the the B plot of the video game stuff, which was there were some truly laugh out loud moments when I mean in two separate sections actually when when he's doing he's walking with that that little snowman guy or whatever i hated that part oh god the, well actually it doesn't surprise I mean, me i mean, I mean you know the, why? the theater oh. was laughing and i i you know why he looks like the day and night guy maybe that, like, yeah, that's what it was it's like uh, and I your just, brother I just, has the same problem I, <laughs> there's some sort of like we were discussing snowman the break trying to <laughs> <laughs> you guys actually saw the abominable i'm glad to see point. the video games in the future are just as frustrating as <laughs> <games> today <laughs> but the, the, i thought that was so the two things about that one is there were some truly funny dialogue moments for me maybe not everybody else but i the, the particularly the interaction where like the video game player was arguing with samantha yes I that, thought that, that was, was that was that good. was hysterical I did like that. i'm not gonna lie when that character when that little video game character pop, 
popped up and started just like spewing all these profanities. I'm like, is this supposed to be like a 12 year old player? Like, you know, for like he's play- <laughs> like this is another human somewhere that else in the world. And it's yeah. like, oh, Xbox Live is still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's what I'm supposed to get from this. But I thought, I thought that whole thing and the, the way like it was weaved into. I, I like the idea of extending the fact that the games were just sort of part of the culture. Like it wasn't, mm. it wasn't this like, we're going into video game mode in the film. Now it was like, Oh yeah, the guy comes home and he's playing video games. And yeah. it's it like kind of a big deal out of it. They didn't make a big deal of it. In addition to that, the, the kitchen simulator or whatever it is, the mom simulator, the perfect mom. That game. was freaking oh, hilarious. That was so good. The jealousy cupcakes. <laughs> so good. Oh I, was, my God. I lost it. <laughs> that was great. And he was doing so terrible at it at first. I know. Like, I know. You give them too much processed sugar. <laughs> <laughs> You're losing points. You gotta... <laughs> She's like dri- he's like driving on the road. He's like, <laughs> like extra mom points. <laughs> hilarious oh, really and then good. later on where they were like she was like uh pole dancing in the refrigerator that whole thing yeah it was funny because she was talking to her ai yeah. friend and that was by like, the way what, what i thought was going to happen what i thought the big sort of you know Shyamalan twist was going to be mm. is that samantha was, was the, same the same one for everybody too. but yeah they never actually did that which is good i think it was the right decision yeah me too because i think that would undermine them the you know the plot of the movie a little too much yeah um and you kind of by the way the think the reason i think they had the, the ugly earpieces was so that it was like a, a visual prop between yeah. the the different characters. So you could see somebody in the street. They had the thing in the ear. And you said, oh, okay, they're participating in this as well. And so they show up on camera. Uh, I feel like they could be a little more ergonomic looking. Like, I mean, it's like, <laughs> this, like this cone that like doesn't even seem to like fit all that cleanly in the ear canal, you know? Yeah. It's like... Speaking of cones, the other thing that <laughs> that uh, th- that we didn't even talk about, but I think is amazing, is the little tiny mini movie about their married life. Like between different slices... Like flashback, gorgeous. Like the 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 a lot of Instagram filters, a lot of Instagram yes. filters. But just I thought the like the staging of that whole thing and the the look of it and the feeling you get from it. It was it was so it reminded me of the same thing in Mr. Banks where they're doing flashbacks to her childhood and you have these like transcendent moments. You know where she's where she's with her dad and you know they're on the horseback riding and it's this moment that's like bigger than reality and it was in a different space, but I got the same impression from, like, when he has those flashbacks. Yeah. You know, I, I think it was... Yeah. I, so the flashbacks in this movie are much less, like, prevalent. Yes. Like, and they're not... I mean, they're important to the plot, but they don't have, like, crucial plot information. Like, just, like the characters aren't really talking to each other. You don't really... Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think I like these ones better, actually. Like, these ones felt so much more real. Like, yeah. the ones in Saving Mr. Banks, especially when it's, like, riding on horseback and doing all this stuff, yeah. I'm like, oh, Hollywood. Like, it feels... It feels it, it feels like a movie, right? For better or for worse, it feels like a movie. But these felt much more like you're seeing into... Maybe it's just the acting performances or what, or the fact that it's just, like, less ambitious and the things it's trying to show us. You know, it's showing us, like, people sleeping in in their apartment, you know, which is less ambitious than showing us the Australian Outback. Yeah, but, I mean, I think... Given the situation, like you know, the fact that, that that they're about to finalize their divorce, like it's, I think, those kinds of moments that people remember, oh, yeah. you know, you know, the, the, the everyday kinds of things, not the dramatic, help, you know, horseback, you know, and the outback, you know, kinds of things that are, yeah, know, no, I, than life. that's what I think makes us feel more real. Yeah, is that it's like it just it really does feel like you're just looking into these people's lives, and the ones Steven Mr. Banks were good, but occasionally, you know, it just feels like it feels like that we're watching a movie now. Like this is a. This is a thing that has been constructed for you to watch it in a theater, and the ones in this movie felt much more like found footage. Like this is like I think two that, I think I think that might have been. I understand what you're saying, and I think that was. I don't. I wouldn't consider that a failing, Mr. Banks. I would consider that no, I, a style, I, like, stylistic yeah, difference. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying it was bad, but I'm just saying that between those two styles, I prefer the one that was in her. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed both, and I guess when I'm watching Mr. Banks, I always have this little bit in the back of my mind, which is that this is a a little bit more fantastical. Mm-hmm. You know, big. 
almost like you would think of it as the way she remembers it more than the way it actually happened. I agree with that. Totally. Um, but it's, again, it's just one of these elements of her specifically, there was all these little things and taken individually. It was a bunch of really cool moments. Like there was the flashbacks and there was the funny moments with the video games, you know, and there was the really relation, relationshipy stuff that was Mm -hmm. done really well. And all those together, it was just, I really enjoyed yeah, there was one. Speaking of moments, there was one really strange moment in the film that I, I'm sure like had, there was some important symbolic reason for it to be there, but I couldn't quite figure out what it was. So there's one part towards the end where he goes like wandering through the city, and he comes across this statue and looks, and it's a statue, a life size 747 statue on its nose. I think that really exists, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. I tried looking. I spent a lot of time googling for I'm this. I could yeah. not find that any evidence amazing. of it. It looks too big to be. Well, I guess it'd be fake, but it wasn't a prop, I guess. No, I don't think it was a prop. I mean, it could be CGI. I was trying to figure it out. It seemed like it could be real. I'm like, where is this? I need to go see this <laughs> I thing. Know. Yeah. But it was, he, he goes and stares out for a little while, and I, it's like this is supposed to be a metaphor for his life. No, I for <laughs> like seven crashing straight into the ground. We, <laughs> we we could we could do the googling podcast right now. We, we, we could <laughs> probably use the podcast. FM. Then in the same scene, by the way, that scene was gorgeous, and I was I was actually trying to figure out like I wonder what what camera stuff they're using for that because that looked like it had that red kind of feel to it. But the other thing in that scene that I really liked is the the owl. The yes. video behind him. Yeah. That, that was, like, was great. <laughs> I love that kind of humor in movies where it's like yeah. it's just like a they call those like sight gags. I don't know what they call those, but like yeah, when it's like the, the joke is yeah. just seeing the picture. Yeah, it's like I love those. That was great. It was amazing. Um, all right, thank you. We'll we'll, we'll have to track down <laughs> if it exists. <laughs> it will be in the show notes. <laughs> Otherwise, we're gonna have I don't know. Sorry, couldn't find it. Didn't exist. But we know where you're gonna go take your next vacation, wherever that thing is <laughs> on the next exactly. flight. Maybe it's not in LA. Well, it, it could be That's in true. Shanghai. So what, what they apparently did was like for to create the future LA. Like they partly shot it in real LA, and they partly went to the Pudong Business District of yeah. Shanghai and shot there. Yeah, you know, I kind of picked up on that a little bit when I was watching it. I'm like, this looks this looks a lot like Hong Kong or something. Like this doesn't look yeah. like LA. And a lot of yeah. the, the signs had kanji characters. In yeah, exactly. Much. And so yeah. so they basically took those two and they digitally like sort of glued them together. You know, and That's so cool. they, they they would be scenes with you know LA skyscrapers in the front, and then they would have you know basically Shanghai continuing into the distance and stuff. Wow. And they I That's think cool. there's some. some some of the outdoor scenes were shot actually like on location in Shanghai. Yeah. And so maybe it exists somewhere. I mean, I, I, just, I, sort of, I sort of believe it, I guess. But it would be something <laughs> that, you find in, in, in China. <laughs> is that why future LA looks so smoggy? It's because it's actually That's what I was gonna, Yeah, because you said, you said really good air quality. It was like, well, no, it was super smoggy. Like when he was walking away, you just signed the papers. Or he was he was talking about there, 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 there was a one scene where I, really, I noticed it yeah but I mean, I mean when he's looking out his window and at the at the, yeah. at the skyline yeah, see, it's always usually, pretty beautiful which yeah. is not usually the case in yeah. a way by the way the, the weird little mechanic that they used more than any movie I can remember recently is they did a fair number of scenes that involved total blackness on the screen you know and a lot of really? times it's supposed to be a, a love scene or something more than just the one I thought it was just one there was at least two and there might be three. Where it was he was thinking about something like when he was wasn't when he was doing the oh, by the way that was the other one the chat with the the dead cat thing oh my god that was cool. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well that was one of those scenes like 
It was just so painful to watch. It was like a no, sneeze to be over. I love it. I thought yeah. that was so funny. His reaction was priceless. It was no, great. It was great. <laughs> it just kept going and going. I'm like, oh, I just, please make it stop. Man. I mean, it's, it's, I was like, I felt embarrassed for him. You know, it's like. I know, but that's how you're supposed to feel. That's I know. The I hate yeah. that in movies, though. I, I hate having to feel embarrassed for people. Like, it's, like, you know? it's like Ben Stiller's entire career. Yes. It's like just feeling embarrassed for him. <laughs> but but the, thing, the thing I thought about is that, especially with the real close-up scenes and that, that being one of them, but the other one's like that. You get so much just from his facial expressions, oh, yeah. you know, like, you know what he's going through just based on his facial yeah. expressions. And I got to the point where I was, like, noticing, like, oh, they trimmed his mustache differently in this this scene. Like, there, There's there, a lot there, of mustache because, time. Because there you was... were bored. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what did you think? There's just too many close-ups. Like, there's, he had there was there's a really, lot of close one really long mustache hair that started at the very top and it curled all the way down. <laughs> and it annoyed me. And it kept appearing in so many scenes. And then it went away. Like, there, God. They That's finally they trimmed his... his, his <laughs> Joaquin, Joaquin, cut. <laughs> we need to we need to trim your mustache. What is that? <laughs> what is that? It'd be awesome if he shows up to the premiere with his mustache, <laughs> co-starring his mustache. <laughs> so what was what was the the scene? So you were saying the scene you thought the movie could end it in? Yeah. Just oh yeah, what scene was that? Was it was in the cabin, like in the, the cabin, snow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cabin, basically, like particularly at the end of the cabin, and he's like walking in the woods. Like, I after thought they have, like, a little yeah. discussion. Yeah. I, I could have done without that whole segment of the movie. I, it just felt... By the time he was waking up at the cabin, I was like, all right. Probably too much at this point. I'm just curious to know why they sent him to the cabin for that scene at all. That, like, that's could, kind of my could, question. Could that have yeah. seen it happen? I mean, could that scene have taken place in his apartment and gotten the same... The same yeah. thing done? There was one... I mean, there's a reason they sent him there. I just don't know yes, Yeah, I mean, I, I can think of some some reasons for it, but, I, you know, it, it, it seems like it would have been better without it. There was... One shot immediately after that whole conversation where he was out in the woods. Mm-hmm. I thought it was visually very gorgeous. Oh, yeah. But again, yeah, it felt like it could have been a little bit of tighter production mm-hmm. without that scene. So one theory that I've just made up on the spot is that, you know, he in the movie talks about the honeymoon period being over in relationships. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe this is kind of their honeymoon, right? So getting out of town. And this is, I think, the spot mm-hmm. where the relationship kind of starts to unravel is like while they're on their vacation, right? Yeah, so maybe, that's interesting. That's maybe, interesting. I don't know. Like I said, I just made that up on the spot, but maybe that's one interpretation. Yeah, I can even, I don't know where they're supposed to be. <laughs> I think, oh, who knows? Yeah, yeah okay. I don't, I don't know where you can obvious. go. Where, where can you go? A train ride away from LA. Maybe, maybe assume they're on their Hyperloop and they've gone all the way to town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> afternoon. Where do we go from here? <laughs> uh, test, test, test. Okay. <laughs> it's Kevin Bacon all the way down. <laughs> this is this is Harry Steve's. Originally was, was delicious. <laughs> is, is anybody else thinking of salsa right now? I'm thinking of salsa right now. All right, so let's do a run through, a real run through. We'll keep it if it if it's good. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. This is episode 26. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Steve Marmon. And this week we're talking about the movie Her. This is the new movie from... Yeah, it, it always picks it up. It's incredible. Low Earth Orbit, episode 26. Okay. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. <laughs> Whatever the words were I just said. <laughs> or Earth Orbit. Sink this in before you start. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was, I was record- I'm not going to lie. I had this set up. I had the pop filter. I had everything set up, and I was just doing some test recordings of just me. And it could – I had to, like, give a second to, like, dry out my mouth. It's like, just 
just <laughs> opening my mouth, it made like this wet, like smacking noise. That's the awesome. microphone would pick up, and I was like, "Holy shit, do I sound like that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I literally thought what was gonna happen is you were gonna take a drink. It was gonna be like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. This is episode twenty-six. <laughs> right. I'm Scott Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Justin Voss. <laughs> Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. I'm. I don't know what's going on. I got the, the train. The train. The train. Oh, the wheels are off the train. Okay, maybe I'm just getting hungry. That's fine. You can't possibly put more time than the one episode. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Which I told Lori about, and then she probably had to go and listen to the episode just for that. She just fast forward. Yes. <laughs> show notes. Show notes. Okay. But it was like 15 minutes of the greatest vines you'll ever see. And it's just like, t- I mean, like. 15 minutes? Well, yeah, it was a lot of vines. Steve, Steve yeah. would rather die. Yeah, yeah, you would. But like, and to be fair. Probably 50% of them are not actually that great. But the other 50% are pretty great. <laughs> the so trick is it's someone, not seven minutes in a row, and it's not the first seven minutes either, so it's like... Somebody's edited it down even further. Yes, exactly. The, the best, best of the best. Of the four best lines you should see. It's like 30 seconds. Seems like I liked half of one of them. <laughs> this week on Low Earth Orbit, we talk about her. Is that going to sound weird? Should I say review? Review oh, her? Review the movie. The movie. We talk about her. Yeah, the movie her. Okay. There was this guy in the movie theater I was in, or guy or girl, I don't know, and I was trying really hard not to be annoyed about it, but it was so weird. We're sitting there, and it was this really intense part of the movie, where it was, it was like one of the love scenes or something, and somebody, for some reason, at a movie theater, I can't believe this, they take out an apple, they're like, <laughs> and it was funny because he was trying to do it all slow, like, There's like no, the speed no. would be the equivalent to the volume. It's like it opening a worse. bag of chips. Yeah. Like the slower you try to do it, the louder it manages to be. It was so bad. It was just like, it was like, oh. <laughs> and then like delay while he's like trying to quietly chew. And then it was like, oh. I was like, is there be- maybe some better time to eat an apple? Like, oh did you God. need to fulfill that right now? Yes. Could you wait in 90 minutes? Yes. Especially you- if it had been during the scene where like the screen goes entirely blank and you just hear the two of them. And just like every time there's like a moan, she's like, oh. <laughs> I was just wow. like, could you brought a smoothie or something? It's like, wow. I'd have an apple, like one of the loudest <laughs> foods to eat on earth. Wow.